In a world where legs are swept and the crane technique reigns supreme, Mr. Miyagi will teach Julie Pierce the ultimate kata, the karate waltz. Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good, some are great, and many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. This is Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. Brant, back, hold Brandt. on. Brant is back. Brant, hey, Brant, we missed back. you. I know. Thanks for having me back, guys. This is I good. <laughs> yeah, you've uh, been gone a long time. We've had a lot of fill-ins for you. Yeah, we had yeah. a whole season. Little known fact about me: I have nine evil twins. <laughs> okay. I had to defeat all of them, but I'm back. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, we're we're happy to have you. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, Man. we've got producer Danny over here too. So. Yo. Summer's been great. I feel like we were uh, running out of things to watch on TV. <laughs> have, have you guys watched anything fun lately? Uh, I'm trying to think of if, if I've seen anything. I watched Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. I watched into that like two weeks ago. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Loki. Oh, yeah. Loki's I've on been getting down right with now. Loki. Yeah. I've started watching that. We've been watching a lot of reruns of Arrested Development. And... Oh, yeah. Some good ones to just fill our time because we're still waiting for stuff to to hit, you know, whatever, the streaming services. Right, yeah. My kids have been watching Lost for the first time. Mm. Ooh, that first time is good. Yeah. Especially that first couple seasons. Yeah, it is. But I, I they're was... on season, I think they just started season five out of six. So they're still excited waiting for something to happen. And That's I... when there's nothing supernatural. And yeah, it's just... and it's, and yeah. I don't want to spoil the ending for them. I want them to keep watching. <laughs> to... You need to you need to set up a camera for the final episode when they finally realize, ah, we've just been dead all along. <laughs> I'm just waiting hey, for my kids to start I've, throwing I've never things. seen, there I've never seen it. Someone oh, listening man. that hasn't ever watched Lost and they're <laughs> yeah. like, they just started or they're they're about. You guys are well, spoiling come, it now. Yeah, I don't now I don't need to. Right. It is how long late. ago? Yeah, yeah, how long? ago? I guess another chance. But, yeah. Yeah. There is a. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the limit. It's been like a at shelf least life. yeah. It's Whatever, been at least yeah. a decade yeah. since Lost yes. was on the air, so I guess there's a little nostalgia there. Speaking of nostalgia, um, <laughs> do you remember back in the '80s when uh, the Karate Kid came out? Oh yeah, yes, that was awesome. What were I some was of your more first of a Mac and Me fan? Oh come on, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> Just kidding, that came out after. <laughs> I remember being in fifth grade, I guess that ages me a little bit, but I remember my fifth grade teacher talking about how much she loved The Karate Kid and how, how amazing it was. I don't remember seeing it in the theater, I remember watching it on home video at mm. home and just realizing, whoa, how what a fun movie that, that was. I saw it for the first time uh, in the theater, and it was... Um, Probably the first time that a friend invited me to go with them because it, it might have even been a birthday party because it seems like there were a lot of my friends there at the same time. And we watched it. Uh, I didn't, going into it, didn't really know what to expect, you know? And by the end, we just wanted to fight each other so bad. <laughs> and we were all hopping yeah. around on one foot doing the crane kick, you know? It was, it was like so inspiring and so like, got us so excited it's seriously one of my favorite movie going memories i don't remember seeing it in the theaters but i have very distinct memories of saying like wax on wax off (laughs) and anything that was about a foot off the ground yes and that i could stand on with one foot every time was the crane kick man this is one of those movies i remember being it kind of spread by word of mouth like it did okay at the box office Mm -hmm. But more people saw it at home on home video, and they just really talked about it, and it kind of spread that this was a really good movie that had already come out, yeah. and so a lot of people had missed. But 
Um, by the time the sequel came out, I mean, the, it did even better. Like Karate Kid 2, part, yeah. part, part 2. Uh, people had already kn- knew that was really good, and, and the sequel did even better than the first one. Yeah. So, interesting. Well, we are... We had just watched the next Karate Kid, which uh, is, which is the title of the movie. The yes, next the Kid. next Karate Kid, which is actually the fourth movie yeah. uh, in the franchise, uh, starring uh, Pat Morita, yep. right? Uh, as uh, Mister Miyagi, uh, Mr. Miyagi um, the beloved character, and uh, does not have Ralph Macchio in this one. No. It does have a pre-Academy Award-winning uh, Hilary Swank. Yep. In uh, the starring role. Yep. I think this was her second film ever. Uh, she had done some like after school special TV movie stuff. but The uh, more you know kind of thing. Yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> this came out in 1994. Okay. So several years after Karate Kid Part 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this point, uh, Ralph Macchio was probably like 28 or... I don't know. Super old to be twenty-eight in the first. I, one. I, don't, I don't know. He was by this time he, he was too old. He looked too old to yeah. be playing a Karate Kid. So mm-hmm. I think they, the producers, decided to move on and to get something else going with, uh, take this franchise in a different direction. <laughs> and uh, does anyone remember Karate Kid Part Three? Uh, bonsai trees next. is all yeah. I remember. I remember the bonsai tree. I remember them deciding not to have a love interest. Like they had the girl, the girl in the movie, but she wasn't a love interest. She was just kind of a friend, a platonic yeah. friend. And that kind of wasn't as great as the first two where there was actual romance going right. on. Uh, and then also the over the top villain. Yeah. And um, for and my understanding is, so Cobra Kai season four is coming out. The reason I was asking about uh, what you've been watching lately is I'm, I'm kind of getting excited for Cobra Kai season four. And my understanding is that they are bringing the villain back from, from Karate Kid 3 oh. uh, that was there for the next season to help Kreese, uh, played by Martin Cove, just, uh, for that to go along. And, and I tell you, I, I don't know if you've all watched uh, Cobra Kai, but... I really, really love the show. Yeah. It's really uh, ironic, and it kind of <laughs> flips itself on its head every couple of episodes where you think the good guy's completely good and the bad guy's bad, right. and then it twists things up a little bit, and, and uh, Johnny is the kind of the protagonist and not the antagonist. You kind of root for him, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you realize that uh, Ralph Macchio, uh, Johnny... I'm sorry, not Johnny. Uh, Dan- Daniel. Daniel Russo isn't all that great uh, you know he isn't all that clean of, uh, of a he's a just guy. a normal guy how clean can he be right right so it just <laughs> it kind of makes it interesting every time you yeah. watch it so you know i watched just a few episodes of the first season and i love karate kid so much it bothered me that danny wasn't the hero all the time <laughs> yeah. even though i could see that okay he's just being a normal guy he doesn't realize that his kids are the jerks, you know? Right. And I thought, well, this is an interesting twist. And I did like Johnny and was like rooting for him, but then he would make stupid choices and I'd be like, come on. And then I was just like, okay, it, it was too much for me. <laughs> and so I was, I just stopped watching it, but my kids and my wife have watched it all. I understand it. where you're coming from. It yeah. can be a little frustrating at yeah. times, but I really love some of the scene, some of the episodes where they completely, where Johnny's like doing a rock star video from the eighties, <laughs> and yeah. he's completely not taking himself too seriously, and it's just so fun. <laughs> I mean, it just really is, right? It takes you back to those nostalgia yeah. uh, episodes of, of the eighties. It, just... it did. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I wanted to like go back and tell you my. Um... My memories of the first Karate Kid. Would you do, do that? <laughs> Wait, please? were you even born? So when did it come out? Uh, I believe nineteen. It was a Karate Five? Embryo okay, at the time. Nineteen eighty-five. If not, so was, if not, nineteen eighty-four. <clears throat> I was born I in eighty-three, right? And so eighty-four. Yeah. I watched it, you know, when I was like five. So my name is Daniel, <laughs> and I was the Daniel's son, Karate Kid, for every Halloween from yes. like five to ten, and I remember my first time I was the Karate Kid. Maybe it was like I was six, but we were going out 
and I was just looking for a fight. I remember just wanting so <laughs> bad that's what Daniel does. to fight someone. Daniel's and so I was like, <laughs> as I was trick-or-treating, I was, I was looking around hoping that someone would steal someone's bag of candy, <laughs> and then I'd run over and do the crane kick on them. And so I was frustrated it hadn't come on yet. And so I remember, I don't know where I got this from, but, you know, we're all kind of walking and I like kind of bumped into this guy and dropped my bag in front of him. And I was like, dude, this guy just, you know, in my little kid voice, <laughs> he's trying to steal my candy. And I jump kicked him. Oh my I hit him like in the side or something. And I realized I was doing something wrong. So I ran. <laughs> Did you leave your candy? No, I think I grabbed my candy. <laughs> but you left and your I just, dignity there. <laughs> I left my, I, yeah, I left my dignity, dignity there. But, um, so. That's awesome. Yeah. I have a question for Danny. Yeah. Has your wife seen the Karate Kid? No. Okay. You know, That's, and even if she says. You still married her. Yeah. Well, so. Because, even so, if she says she has. A little behind I the scenes. I swear she hasn't. She. Claims, claims to have seen movies. Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. But when we did sit down and watch it with her, it seemed like she had not. Oh, clearly she, she saw hadn't. hot shots. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point does he throw his eyes off of the carrier deck? When is he going to crack an egg on her stomach? <laughs> so sorry for that regression. I just. No, that was, that was a, a little delayed. Story. That was a great yeah. story. But it yeah. was, that was awesome. It was a fabulous time. Or. Well, so I, I anyway, I love Cobra Kai. I mean, we could talk about that a little bit more if we wanted to. I don't know, but we sh- we probably could get just <laughs> Cobra Kai really... is not bad enough. It's not. Oh. It's, it's, it's not a perfect show. It does suffer from a lot of sitcom uh, issues Trumps. in that most of the conflict could be resolved with a conversation. Yeah, or a phone right. call. If people would just talk. Yes, to each if they other. just yeah. communicated. That that's was the true. Other thing that was. There are moments, though, I have to say, the uh, this last season when Elizabeth Shue came back, I was very excited. And they really could have done that trope thing where, you know, Johnny was caught with her on a date by uh, yeah. Miguel's right. uh, mom. And they didn't do that. I was so glad that they didn't. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I would have been really upset if they had. But they were kind of leaning you that way. Like, they were, you were <laughs> expecting that. So they just tend to do that. And then they twist it around. And they, they surprise you. So. And it, it was fun when, in the last season when Daniel goes back to Japan. And he sees how Okinawa has changed from when he went there. Oh, yeah. In the yeah, 80s. Absolutely. The, and his mortal enemy from... Was it two? From two, Karate Kid 2. Oh, yeah, right. Two is where they went yeah. to. And yeah. the girl. Was the girl's name? Pressure Point, K- whatever. Kimiko? And he yeah. was super nice. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was really cool. Uh, yeah, so the, I mean, that was, the, there were a lot of fun things about, yeah, yeah. about about Cobra Kai. It's not a perfect show by any means, but it's uh, there is some language, you know, because Johnny is very much stuck in the 80s. Yeah. And right. there's some language he uses that I had to tell my children, like, you cannot call people <laughs> the word yeah. that starts with the P. Sometimes a nickname for a cat, potato, and it's like you cannot use that term. It's it's offensive. Like right, there is a bit of language in the show, but if you do like the original trilogy or at least yeah, the first Karate Kid movie, You'll there's, hate you're gonna one. really you're gonna like it. You're yeah. gonna get into it. You're not gonna love this movie. Yeah, this thank next you for movie. stopping at the so, first three. Right. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of awkward age warped uh, movies, yes, Danny. Let's talk about the next. Let's get into the kid. next. Oh, kid. Oh, oh, what do you mean? I was trying to lead in with like this awkward age no, war. Hold on, oh, since I'm we're sorry. talking about Cobra Kai and oh, yeah. we talked about the first three, we should say that the fourth is considered, or this one, the next Karate Kid is considered canon, and oh, yeah. Julie yeah. and the other characters uh, in it, they could be in could show five. up in Cobra Kai at some point. So will Absolutely. Jackie Chan show up? In like season seven, <laughs> that is not canon. That it, does not but have. Julie's grandma does show it's up. Considered <laughs> the ghost the, of Julie's grandma. She lives at Mr. Miyagi's house now. I yeah. think it's considered the Miyagi verse. So yeah, I don't Miyagi think verse. he's a part of that. Well, so, so another quick sidetrack back to like when you were asking about shows we've been watching. 
So I've been watching this anime show with my son called Haikyuu, and I know Ben's son has watched it. It's a, yeah. It's a fun volleyball one. But Turned the, him into a volleyball master. But the the school, the the it's a fictional school, is in the Miyagi Prefecture oh. in Japan. <laughs> nice. And I thought, oh, is that made up? But that's like a real, yeah. it's a real place in Japan. Okay. So that, that got me prepped for Karate Kid. Nice. Very cool. So, yeah. So we just watched uh, the next Karate Kid, um, and... Ben, maybe you could give us a little plot synopsis on this one. Yeah, so um, Mr. Miyagi finds himself in Boston um, where he meets the granddaughter of one of his uh, former war buddies. buddies, And uh, she has anger issues, so Mr. Miyagi um, is going to teach her karate, though she already knows karate, but he's going to teach her karate again. He takes her to a monastery... Helps her get over her anger issues. Uh, there are a bunch of psychopaths at her high school and where everybody is, you know, in their 40s. And they want to kill her. Like, literally kill her. And So, not the 1940s. They're actually... Sorry. They're in, in their, like, 40, 40 to year the 50 years age Yeah, range. they're, okay. they're all traveling. not high school <laughs> students. Yeah. And uh, in the end... There is a karate fight where they beat up her boyfriend. Actually, they beat up her boyfriend without karate. Then she does karate and beats him up. And then Mr. Miyagi also does karate. Mr. Miyagi defeats the final boss. At at the docks. Defeats the final boss at the docks. And that's the whole story. Yeah. And she's she's saved this hawk. uh, Oh, yeah. That uh, she, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't want to keep at her house. But she keeps on top of the high school, so she keeps having to break into the high school at night to feed the hawk, even though she's there during the day also and feeds <laughs> right. the hawk. But it's kind of a reason for her to keep going to the high school and be accosted by these uh, 40 to 50-year-old um, villain <laughs> guys. Yeah. Who are the self-appointed security guards of the school. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't say self-appointed. They were appointed okay. by... Michael Ironsides. <laughs> okay, let's be fair. There really weren't forty to fifty. They were probably thirty to forty year olds, yeah. right? They they were were exaggerating a smidge, but they they <laughs> definitely are not high schoolers, right? No. Very few kids at the school were high. Looked like yeah. they were high school age, yeah. right? So my understanding, Hillary Swank was about the only one. Yeah, and yeah she was nineteen. She yeah. was nineteen, and I, my understanding is she auditioned up against. I mean, they probably saw like five hundred yeah. other girls, is what I read that were trying for this part. And I guess she said at the time that she thought that she was actually going to be the love interest to Ralph Macchio in, you know, Karate Kid 4. Right. But um, when she, I guess, got the part, she realized, oh, I'm actually taking Ralph Macchio's place as the Karate Kid. Yeah. And ends Uh, up being the love interest for Mr. Miyagi. (laughs) Well, there are some romantic, we can, we can get there (laughs) in time, or I guess we could go there now if you want to. But uh, she, she, yeah, she looks like she could pass for a high schooler, yeah. right? She doesn't look extremely old. But, um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about the cast really early on <laughs> yeah, before we get into uh, some of the other nuances yeah. of the, the story. So she gets uh, taken to the uh, principal's office early on by one of the really mean, uh, let's just call them black shirts. Yeah. Because uh, they all wear black <laughs> shirts, and then they've got the same uh, jeans, and they've got some kind of... Uh, not brothers. We're talking about pants. Yin yang patch. Yin yang patch so, on their their like left shoulder. Like kind of the main head of that group. His name's Eric, right? Okay, Eric. And he. So why does she get taken to the office? Because he accosted her while she was studying alone, so, uh, listening to her music or yeah, something on headphones. Yeah. And yeah, he kind of slipped. He says she had a pack of cigarettes. Well. I mean, even before that, he's like physically like grabbing her and roughing her up, and don't you want to go on a date? He's like, yeah, trying to talk her. But he's like, he's like, I'm sure he was leaving bruises on her as rough as he was with her. Let's go to the docks. You know what happens at the docks, right? Um, We find out at the end of the movie what happens at the docks. (laughs) So I'm not sure what his plan was. (laughs) But I mean, he's like yelling and screaming at her like he's so angry, but he's really asking her out. And then the teacher walks in. Actually, I won't say the teacher. I don't know what his position is. Michael Ironside like walks bouncer. in. Right? 
Yeah. He's like officer friendly. Yeah. But he's not but he's not friendly. friendly. <laughs> and he's not and, that, and Eric says, oh, she had cigarettes on her. I really don't know what his job is yeah. at the school. He's not the principal. Nope. Nope. He's not a PE teacher. He's nope. the colonel. He's something else. He's, uh, he's like the security. Boys. He's like uh, the ROTC. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels very like. It's like this, there's a private academy and he's Mr. Drill Sergeant. Yeah. But he's got a lot of anger issues, right? He does. But back to where you were. She's in the office yeah. and he's telling the principal what to do with her. Right. Michael. His name is Dugan? Is it, right? It's yeah, very Dugan, confusing. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are ha- that happen in this movie that are ra- rather random yeah. and confusing, don't make sense, and they don't try... They only... They almost drive the story along, but yeah. they don't quite... They kind of make you keep scratching your head. So I wanted to get to the point where she was in the, the office with the principal because... Uh, this is where the love interest oh, yeah. uh, is introduced for the very first time. <laughs> I thought he was for, a counselor. For dr- so when I saw this, so I, I've seen this once before, my very first impression, which I think everybody else here we in this all room had all had the same impression. I said, he's making copies in the office and he looks so much older yeah. that he does look like either a teacher a counselor. Yeah. He he's definitely an adult staff member at this high school. Yep. Uh, but then we he's told to take Julie to her class, and then as they're talking and as things go move along in the story, you realize no, he's supposed to be a in student. Her class. In, yeah. He's like uh, also in the same class as her, <laughs> uh, even though he looks he uh, no exaggeration. Yeah. He looks at least thirty years old. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. He looked like he was a teacher. I'm, I, I, I just, never I, once bought that he was the same age. No. And, and the the thing is that in real life, he's really not that far off from her. He just looks old. If, right. But, I mean, so I think we determined he was 23 yeah, he was at the 23. time this was made. Just four years he's older He's still her. 50% older than a high schooler. That's true. So, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like that much, but... He's way out of the range. Yeah. I was just thrown off so much by the direction of this because he's making copies in the office. If I wanted to convey that he was also a student, I would have had him just walk into the office with a backpack over exactly. his shoulder. And that would have immediately, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with maybe a baseball cap over my hair or yeah. something, that would have immediately shown the audience, okay, this is a kid, not a staff member. Right. And so it was, it was just... I mean, everybody in the room here yes. thought the same thing I did, and there's nothing that <laughs> makes sense. We thought it was weird too because, like, they're making eyes, and I'm yeah. like, "Who's this creeper that's making eyes?" At I this was student? like, "Right, he's going to be the teacher who's her champion and yeah. helps her out here, yeah. right?" Yeah, you thought, you thought it was a teacher mentor. No, this is the boyfriend love interest. Do you think a hat would really fit? Over, over that his feather hair. hair. So he had. A, so this is the thing we were kept talking about when we were watching the movie, is he looked so much older. I think it was the hair that yeah. was doing it, and yeah, he had a lot of hair. Like it's one of those. It was like a permed mullet. Thing. It was like yeah. a, a feathered back, and it was, it was kind like of a, a big helmet, yeah. helmet hair. Well, he was a security helmet. guard at the train yard. <laughs> right. Yeah. It must be part of the dress code. I think. He, I and he, at one point he said he had. A, he did have a family. And yeah. I kept thinking, oh, he's got already has a wife and kids because, <laughs> because he looks so much older. But that never oh, that yeah. that never showed up. So, uh, yeah, okay, uh, that was one of the most <laughs> distracting things in the movie. Uh, Who else is in the cast? Uh, Michael Ironside oh, is yeah. the main villain. Yeah, let's Do talk about him. What else have we seen him in before? Speaking of Top Gun. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved him in Starship Troopers. Yeah. And he is amazingly over the top as the villain in Highlander he, 2. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's two, Jester in Two Top of Gun. which I have not seen. I have seen him in Je- as Jester in yeah. Top Gun. He's like the And side he was pretty good. Kick. Just a kind of gruff military guy. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he fits the ca- category correctly, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that acting was horrible by most of the cast. There's some line deliveries, maybe by some of I don't know the, the love interest. Yeah. Uh, I'll just keep calling him the love interest, <laughs> Eric, uh, and and also the main a uh, younger-ish uh, Eric was the uh, guy that were kind of stiff a little bit, but you know I think most of that was the writing rather than 
I the, feel like the casting. I think the casting yeah. was okay. I feel like Maybe Walton that, Goggins did a great job. <laughs> so yeah, he has kind of a cameo appearance, and you see his face okay. a few times. But he's also kind of balding in this movie, yeah. even yeah. though it's like he looks this is nineteen ninety four. He doesn't look all that different. He does does look, he look yeah. much like a high school? No, he doesn't. No, no. I mean there's there's a chronic case of everybody in this. High school looks much older. It's like everyone from Dawson's Creek is yeah. the same age as Dawson. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And, and to be fair, they did cast a really, really old principal. Like the principal was like, old. looks like he was seventy. Yeah. To make p- them look younger, maybe I don't know. But he was only thirty in, in the movie, though. <laughs> we kept getting distracted by the age of, of yes. the cast. Uh, I'm sorry to say. It's the... So I kept thinking to myself, okay, uh, there's a couple scenes in this movie where. You really feel like uh, the Pat Morita characters kind of jumped the shark a little bit, <laughs> and I'll, I'll mention it because he. So, Julie gets suspended from high school because, for a couple of weeks, because she you know basically wants to break in, and Stick feed her hawk again, yeah. and she, the b- bunch of boys, there's like five or six of them, they are in the high school waiting for her already, and uh, you know she almost gets gang accosted from yes. them she's running from them and she breaks a fire alarm and so the police show up and she runs out of the school you know barely and the cops uh, show up just in time. ripped off yeah. she's glad to see the cops but then ironsides pops Comes up. up yeah this is absolutely a pre you know me too uh, movement uh movie yeah. from the 90s uh no one seems to believe her so she gets suspended but the boys are fine uh Anyway, so what they do to, during this two-week break is he takes her to a friend that happens to be a Buddhist monk in near Boston. Right, his friend it, is at the Buddhist monks. monastery. <laughs> yeah, where they they haven't left for years, and yeah. So she kind of learns <laughs> near to finally. Uh, the, so the move in this. So remember the Karate Kid, right? Yeah, yeah. The very first one, there's the crane move, right? Yeah. That he learns in the second movie, there's the uh, doll the drum, drum yeah. doll thing that spins back and forth, and the third one, well, that one everyone forgets. It's something <laughs> bonsai about punch something, something about trimming bonsai. <laughs> bonsai repelling. <laughs> well, in this one, what do we have here? What is Julie's move? It's like the praying mantis. The praying mantis jump kick from Japan jump. to Okinawa. It's the least effective <laughs> jump kick ever. Jump from one leg from a squatting position. So I have to say the the poster for this movie is pretty impressive. It's yeah. got her um, with the le- one leg out and the other one's tucked under and yeah, she's it's in midair. It's, it's pretty impressive. I heard she actually did that. That's yeah. actually her. Yeah. She's a gymnast. She's, she's had a lot of, uh, training and I think she did a lot of prep work for this movie. Well, when she yeah. did that she's in super great shit. I was sold. There's some pretty good moves. Well, she is just learning to jump from one rock to another in this with this kick. Do a kick in between. Yeah. A kick in between yeah. in the but jumping, which I don't know is does that have anything to do with karate? I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like they but should the, have the made weird her thing fix is... the Zen garden that she gave Yeah, her. right. She, yes. It was in a Zen garden every time she landed she messed it up yeah. but the thing that was weird is it's like he says get on this rock jump to the other rock and do a kick and then at the very she keeps failing and failing and finally he's like you have to kneel down first and then she's like oh so she kneels down and then does it and it's like wait what right but it, that's like a boxer <laughs> saying before you do the, the the knockout put your hands in your pockets it's like, what does that have to do with boxing? Like, that doesn't seem effective at all. Well, and so her other move is the blindfolded, blindfolded dodge yeah. and punch. He tells her you have to trick, be whatever. aware. So she actually gets that two tricks. She, out of well, it. she yeah. t- she he takes her into a barn. Yeah, right. That's kind of dark and. <laughs> It sounds weird. And this little floating no, there's a lot sphere. Of there's a floating like... sphere shooting her with lasers, and she's supposed to swing a bat. She's got oh, to put the blast shield down. <laughs> yeah, no. blast shield down. All right, let's just backtrack a little bit. I'm going to turn it over to Brand. Let's talk about the weirdness between her and Mr. Miyagi. Okay, there are so many scenes. I don't know how it got through, like script approvals. So at one point, Mr. Ma- Mr. Miyagi walks in on her while she's changing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, oh, Mr. Miyagi is so sad. So sorry. I mean, he's Whatever very he says, embarrassed. He's very embarrassed. But still, they made Mr. Miyagi walk in on a teenage right, girl yeah. while changing. Start from the very beginning, even. Like, 
how does he end up leave, living at this house with her? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> no. the whole... Yeah, okay, yeah. So... <laughs> Part of me, I, like, I love, I love Mr. Miyagi, but if you just look at this movie, he seems like he's like a child predator. Yeah. Like, he's grooming children, right? Yeah. So the whole thing starts with him getting awarded for some for his, his whole company. Got their a, whole, his whole company. Sorry, yes, thank you. Yeah. And so I think he's staying with his old war buddy's wife. wife. His old war buddy is dead. Yep. Who is Julie's grandma? Right. Um, and Julie's parents are also dead. Yep. Yep. She, so, she very carefully explains this to her when her grandma yeah, yells at her yes. and she says, her grandmother calls her by her mom's name. Yeah. I am not Susan. I am Julie. <laughs> Susan is my mother and my father is also dead from a car wreck 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for Julie, the exposition. The nice exposition rant. Julie and grandma do not get along. And so Mr. Miyagi says... I have a great idea. I will send you to California and I will hang out to with the your grandma. teenage granddaughter yeah. for In who knows how yeah. long. And, and, and grandma's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Sure, <laughs> yeah. of course. Well, I mean, she does have to garden at his house. Yeah. So true. True. this is the thing, right? The person that wrote the very first three Karate Kid movies did not write this movie. Right. This is a different writer. Hmm. And by the time Karate Kid 3 was done... The writer was done and didn't want to didn't want deal to with it. this yeah. and was done with this. I th- believe he wrote a lot of the Rocky movies yeah. and had a lot of influence on that and did some really good work on those movies. Um, and in, the, I would say, the first two Karate Kid movies. But by the time you get to this sequel, uh, Mr. Miyagi doesn't really have much to teach anything new, right? Right. It's been taught before. And most of the lines that he's got and the, the advice that he gives to Julie, the, what? how do we call They're them? They're complete nonsense. It's They're nonsense. And they we said they seem like... It sounded like straight out of fortune cookies. Absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. didn't make sense. And they didn't seem true to the character that we knew, at, at least in the first two Karate right. Kid movies. I feel like this right? Miyagi was the inspiration for the Sphinx in From Mystery, Mystery Men. Men. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Right? Uh, he just keeps saying these circular things, Completely and we're supposed nonsense. to yeah. we're supposed to be like, oh yeah, let's just oh, let's think about that and kind of take that in. But Julie's confused, and we're confused as as the audience as well. And and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Yeah, yeah, like, so, yeah. Okay, so I would argue that this was not written; it was kind of just ad libbed as they went along. <laughs> Maybe, or yeah. maybe it was written by a writer who didn't actually get well, to go the take writer, anybody to prom. Yeah, or, <laughs> right. so the writer living Mark out their high Lee school dream really hasn't ever done anything. <gasps> Which um, grandma would hot house swap with someone from across the country, yeah. even if they were good friends, and leave their granddaughter with this man? Yeah, and I'm gonna just take off and leave. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, if you no, wanted to write something a little bit this. better, you could write that. She was needing to, I don't know, go to some kind of school and. Or, or maybe yeah. Grandma Miyagi just could just there. stay there with them. Yeah. There's no purpose for Grandma to leave. <laughs> they could even write in a romance a between Grandma and Mr. Miyagi, yes. not between Julie and Mr. Miyagi. At the and, end of and full disclosure, there's not actual romance, so we'll right. put that out there. But it is so awkward and so weird. There's so many just weird things that that Mr. Miyagi is written into these weird scenarios. Like, you know, we talked about two of the, the karate moves that she learns. The third karate move is what do we call it? The, the kata waltz or the karate waltz. That's what he calls yeah. it. He calls it. Yeah. 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 So, so he's, he teaches her to dance by teaching her. Karate. I mean, it's sweet, but it's like, he's a hundred years older than her and they're having the sweet dance. He <laughs> he's goes probably like a senior at the high school. Her, yeah. Surprises her with a dress. Like when he shows he up, gets, it yeah. looks about three feet too short. Right. It looks like a blouse. It is tiny. Yeah. tiny and it doesn't short. come off as this like dad daughter thing. Right. Cause that's probably what they were going for. Right. right? Like he is now the father figure. Yeah. It kind of make. I mean, it makes sense with him and Daniel. Right. right. Cause they kind of stumble on each other. It's not like, Hey, can we get rid of your mom somehow so I can live in your house and right. accidentally walk in on you? Right? Exactly. Like, it's just so bizarre and so, bizarre. so weird. Yeah. And I think the other weird thing is, like, Hillary Swink's character, 
every single one of her shirts stops. Midriff, yeah. Yeah, about four inches from her, her waistline. <laughs> so she has two outfits. She has a hoodie, and then she has her midriff shirts. Yeah. So she it's weird she's been here for a while she has no other friends yep except for her hawk which she she spends time with uh she she seems very unlikable too in the very yep. first half an hour of the movie because yeah. she's constantly angry, angry at everything. and she's got a smirk on her face and then all of a sudden she starts to turn and soften towards Mr. Miyagi, right? Right. And we're kind of expecting this from the formula. This follows the numbers right. of a Karate Kid movie, but it does throw in these random things like uh, going to a Buddhist monk mm-hmm. mon- monastery uh, and... Uh, Buddhist monks dancing monks to the cranberries. <laughs> yeah. Monks bowling. <laughs> monks bowling. Shooting an arrow with Mr. Miyagi's yeah. heart. <laughs> Catching they, an they, arrow there is a dance in this, just like there was in the first Karate Kid, just like there was in the second Karate Kid. Yeah. There's a dance, and then there's these random guys who are jumping from the ceiling, bungee jumping, bungee jumping, bungee in the jumping of the during dance. the prom. No one waltzes at the prom, by the way, so you don't need to learn <laughs> to. Which, a by the waltz. way, she danced with the boy, but did not waltz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I get that Mr. Miyagi's not going to teach her some modern moves, right? Right. I yeah, guess yeah. that's how you you get them to dance and to kind of have a sweet moment where he's well, teaching he her as her a father. Father taught. Yeah, her, it's you know right. it's it's sweet, but um, there's just so many things that don't connect and yeah. that are so random that I feel like this really does jump the shark. So, for Mr. Miyagi. Hold on. This movie is called The Next Karate Kid. We know that the Karate Kid movies are about learning karate and, and becoming a better person. When do we first learn about karate in this film? So we did a time check. Yep. 47 minutes in. Yep. 47 minutes in. There was not... And it, it was after that. Like, and it was some point was after that. actually there was karate, no karate that happens? Well, no, they just... Say karate. They yeah. may have said I don't karate, think there's really any karate at all. Yeah. I think they may have said karate once or twice at the very beginning when he oh. first introduces her. He says, or something. No, she or, jumped on the car. The car that almost, yeah, the car hit, that her. almost okay. hit her and she jumped and into she that. And she says, my dad taught me karate. I thought it was just a game. So yeah. <laughs> I, I got to say, though, I uh, going back to the dancing, um, it, although it largely didn't work in the movie, it was kind of sweet because... Her dad taught her karate, right. but her dad learned karate from his dad, who was who learned it from Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, and Mr. Miyagi learned how to dance from, from the her, same man, from the that, grandpa. Yeah. so it was kind of like a full circle. And I mean, right. it's kind of sweet. It doesn't really. I mean, I completely. It, it gets part. lost yeah. in the. It gets lost in all of the crap of weirdness the of it. Okay, yeah. I take it back. It's a sweet movie. Yeah, I missed that too. <laughs> it's, it's not creepy at all. It's, it's my new favorite. Wait, I think Brant's crying now. It's like, it's really got to him. Oh my gosh. I just can't be anymore. So, um, just blink a lot. I will. I will. <laughs> like Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Just blinking yeah. a lot. I, I feel like, um, we, we mentioned that the acting was pretty decent. There was some, some kind of wooden acting. Yeah. I really feel like Pat Morita tried to do the best with what he had. Yeah. So I, and, I will say that I still loved Mr. Miyagi in this. Mm-hmm. Like, totally. watching it, I was like, man, I really like Mr. Miyagi. He's it, so cool. It's hard not to like him. Yeah. He, he is very likable. Yeah. He could say anything, and it wouldn't make any sense, but yeah. you just like hearing it regardless. Well, he's always got that humor about him, right? Yes, and the right. humor is still in this movie. Yeah. There is some humor, and he's um, got that wisdom, but... Some of the lines are confusing and yeah. don't make sense, and they don't connect. And he's so much older, <laughs> so his fight with Michael Ironsides oh, is, yes. it is so it's, slow. It's very slow, and Michael Ironsides looks like he doesn't know how to fight because they have to like move at the speed of an old Pat Morita. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and Pat Morita's like three feet shorter than him. Yeah, <laughs> it's I don't know. It's so weird, you guys. Yeah, this movie, there was so. so Oh, go ahead. I would just say there's so many things that didn't make sense. The motivation of any of the bad guys yeah. made zero sense. Yeah, right. no motivation. Uh, the thing that shocked me about this film more than anything is how violent, not actually in what they did, but just how their intentions, how, of how violent and yes. blatant mm-hmm. yeah. the bad guys were. Yeah. Both Michael Ironside, Dugan, and Ned and his boys, uh, Goggins and all of them. How I mean, they're like, talking about like killing 
these other teenage kids. I mean, when Ned and Eric get on the fight at uh, on the roof and they're like holding each other over the edge of the roof, yeah. right? And it's like, wait a second, what? And then at the end, um, when Ironsides is saying, finish her or whatever, yeah. finish him, right? Yeah. Finish it. He's like, he's down. He's like, finish him. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, what? And then they blow up his car. Well, yeah. even before <laughs> that, even, before even fight, even before that, when Eric is taking Julie back to her house, they park in front of the house yeah. and you see, uh, the bat, I can't remember Ned. his name, Ned pull up in his Jeep and he takes a bat to his, all of the windows this of beautiful this beautiful car that yeah. this Eric classic loves. Plymouth. Yeah. And it's, it's like, dude, this is, and then he just says, I'm going to meet you at the docks. And it's like, well, right. in a real world, you just call the cops and say, it's so and so that just broke our windows, which and we have no reason why. Yeah, yeah. What, and th- which makes sense, but that's not what happens in this movie. Julie Nothing gets makes out of the car, sense. Like, Let's call the cops. And so we'll... they, they they show up to the docks, and the first thing that happens is he steps out of the car, and then it like they they, they light it on fire, and they, it completely yeah pour gasoline all over it this... and light it on fire and blow it up. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> right? honestly. Like who is this guy, Dugan? Mm-hmm. Again, is like he's beating like a teacher. up high school kids, right, on the soccer field, yep. in front At of everybody. School. Like I kind of understand it with the Cobra Kai thing, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you have an over aggressive guy who's got weird Vietnam. But these PTSD. are all people who have, but yet this chosen is like to a learn high school to fight, counselor, right? yeah. who they all look like they're dressed for gym, yeah, and he's just randomly sucker punching teenage kids and beating them up on the soccer field mm-hmm. and then the whole thing why everybody hates Eric is because he steps out of line to take a phone call from his mom <laughs> he's like I haven't dismissed you yet <laughs> it's like, if you leave you so, can never come back yeah. so don't pick up the phone for your for your mom or I will blow up your car <laughs> I will threaten to murder you at the docks and, your and beat up your girlfriend yeah right. so my yeah. favorite one of my oh. favorite things is he's Again, we don't know what he, what his job is, but he's got his little troops or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, we protect our school. And he's like, if you catch someone spray painting graffiti, he's like, you paint them, you paint <laughs> their, eyes their eyes so they <laughs> red, so they see red. And he's like, if you see someone throw the candy wrapper on the ground, make them eat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he's actually just a super militant janitor. <laughs> he just actually, he graduated like 12 years earlier and he just never left. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, make the, yeah there was just i couldn't understand the motivations and like he had no real backstory he was just uh well when he breaks into the when when she breaks in the first the second time and you know all the guys are chasing him why does he roll up with the cops in the cop car I don't know. that yeah. got called because of the fire alarm maybe it's his brother like he's just on boyfriend. the phone scanner waiting for yeah. somebody to break into maybe the high school right. maybe he lives on the grounds <laughs> <laughs> This plot has nothing on Swiss cheese, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this movie had a budget of $12 million, mm-hmm. and it made a worldwide box office uh, take of 15.8, I believe, yeah, or 15.8. Yeah, $8 million. Uh, just for a little perspective, the very first Karate Kid movie made 90, almost $91 million worldwide. The second Karate Kid movie made $115 million, so it made a little bit more. Uh, the third one uh, really underperformed at $38.7 million. Uh, so by the time you get to Karate Kid Part 4, uh, it's really kind of hemorrhaging and not doing well. It still made a profit, but, uh, you know, not. I, I'm wondering if that, that budget so, actually included marketing or not. I don't yeah, know. and not to mention, so this is a thing that I learned about the industry that I never thought about is... Uh, studios also think about, hey, if I would have just invested that money that I uh, paid for the movie, would I have made the same return? So even if you make a profit, it has to be more than what you would have gotten if you would have just invested 5% it. 5% so, stock return right. kind of thing. Yeah. So other, so it's probably break even at the at the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's not a very profitable film. Yeah, that's crazy. Any other thoughts? I know this is a new season of of uh, exceptionally bad. Exceptionally bad, and we are going to be giving a little different rating this time. We're going to tell the audience: Do we think it's exceptional, or do we think it's bad? Can I mention the bird? Absolutely, oh, yes, please. <laughs> okay, so Dark uh, Stars. Right. This is uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the bird. I don't know. Like it was a real hawk. 
It wasn't like a puppet. Let's just. I mean, it was either really good animatronic or a no, heavily, no. heavily sedated, sedated bird. Yeah. No, it was a real. Hawk. It was a real bird for yeah. sure. But I was just like, how? Because she kisses it on the beak, right? And I was just like, like I can't even make it up the stairs here with Ben's cat. <laughs> <laughs> so you got this very well trained or highly sedated hawk. That, I think we counted makes like songbird noises, <laughs> pigeon noises, seagull noises, seagull noises yeah. and finally hawk noises when it's finally free. Yeah. So it has yeah. a broken wing or something. It, Wrapped she in says it got paper. shot. It's multilingual. She saw its wing was shot and she found it on the when ground. When she was bringing that back out and we heard it, was that from an animal shelter? Was that yeah, where it was? It, yeah. So they there could have been the other bird sound, maybe other birds inside the building. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, like, no. no hawk very from? Yeah. I don't know. I learned but pigeon. Why I was, was thinking maybe it was, uh, maybe it was, <laughs> was background. It's like bird Esperanto. It could have been background bird noise. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the whole time with the bird, Whoa. I was like, I don't know how that got that bird so calm, because I think even falconers in real life. They still keep the bird at a distance. They far, often put a and they put a hood on hood it, over yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we, we just kept looking. What kind of hawk is this? Because it was making like all of the bird noises. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear a kookaburra laugh, but other. But I felt like I heard every other type of bird. Speaking of sounds, I did appreciate the soundtrack. Yep, it was still music. true to the yep. original trilogy. Um, I think Bill Conti did yep. the music on um, the same kind of um, acoustic. Uh, what would you call it? Um, flutes, and, the pan. Yeah, the pan flutes and all that. It was it was still nostalgic of the original, yeah. and it had that still that spirit of Mr. Miyagi. I mean, so. we've talked about Bill Conti before on previous episodes. Do you guys remember? Did he do the music for uh, Macanee? Nope, Masters of the Masters Universe. Universe. Okay. So he has also, by the way, done the music for the Rocky movies. Yeah, I just watched so, Rocky I mean, last week. Yeah, and and really and the music, good. you know that that gotta fly music. The training montage. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's iconic. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was, it was very reminiscent of the other Karate Kid films. Can I share my favorite scene sure. from the movie? My favorite scene is when the boyfriend is coming to pick her up for prom date. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. So my favorite scene also uh, has food in it. And uh, would someone be willing to, to explain that scene? For us. You know, it's fun because we all laughed when oh, wait, you mentioned yeah, the scene, yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. we all appreciate so, it. We didn't. We skipped over it. Do you want to talk right about it? That. Oh, oh so, so we're talking about like with, with, he's talking about the cucumber. The talking cucumber about scene. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. about him coming so, into the kitchen. Yeah. So, uh, so he'll. Uh, is her name Julie? Julie. So, to quick backtrack to when they're at the monastery, her her birthday occurs while they're there, and the monks tell her she gets one wish and one present. Uh, the present being they were going to shoot an arrow at Mr. Miyagi. Every girl's dream, I guess. And her wish is that they would visit her yeah. at her house. Yeah. And so that oh. coincides with the night of the prom. Yeah. So is his name Eric? Yes, Eric. So Eric yes. shows up and one of the monks answers the door who doesn't speak English. Why yeah. he's on door duty, I don't know. <laughs> but he invited... <laughs> He, so he's he, the happiest because he's yeah, not he chopping is. food. But he, was, he was he was he was great. He was very happy. But like, uh, and the monk bowling scene was also great. But like, oh yes, gosh. it was. Um, so he takes it back, and they're all in the kitchen preparing food, and Mr. Miyagi's chopping up a cucumber, and he's got this nice sharp slicing it Santoku yeah. knife, and he's just looking at Eric and asking him when he's going to have her home, and he's just chop 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 chop, <laughs> kind of menacing look for Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. He's like, how about I have her back by one? And then he's like, what are you going to be doing in that time? Like, pointing the knife at him. <laughs> and then he goes back to chopping real hard. And at the end, he's like, you treat her with respect. And he's skewered the cucumber on the end. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and in the meantime, those three monks are just sitting on the table. One with, like, a hand fan. Yeah. Um, and I would be intimidated. Well, would I be intimidated or uh, would I no. just laugh if that was me? But I'm definitely going to do that. For my daughters I feel I'm like just so you're down not going to clean the shotgun like, yeah yeah I want you guys to come over in monk attire exactly that's right and I'll be chopping we'll shave our heads yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so <laughs> totally I will. Do that Danny I have to say face. when you were talking about the scene I thought you were talking about the scene right after that when he has Eric has picked her up and they're driving oh, to the prom oh man 
Yeah. Eric never oh. once looks out the windshield. Right. <laughs> His eyes are glued on her boobs. Yes. The whole time. comments on it. He's like, wow, that That's dress nice. is amazing. And he never once looks at the street for like 30 seconds yeah. or more. He's just staring at oh, her chest. Man. And she's like, uh, Wrong way, wrong way, because he's going down the wrong way on yeah. the road, you know, and he's just all gawking. But it's like a four-lane, one-way right. street, and he's going the wrong way down. <laughs> you know that scene in The Fast and the Furious, the first one, where he's he's looking at Dom's sister, right? But it's it's like a power move. Right, he's yeah. just staring at her like, I'm not going to look away. I'm not going to yeah, look yeah. away. So it's like a power move. He's just full on like undressing ruling, her yeah. with his eyes driving down <laughs> just the so road. Blatantly. It's so bad. Oh, oh man. So horrible. Uh, um thank you. I wanted to say a couple of things. First of all, one thing in this uh, one consistency in this movie is that every white man was a horrible jerk yep. in this movie. Everyone. Like they meet guys at the restaurant or not restaurant, the uh, oh, they're filling gas, up gas. Station, gas station, right? Um, all the guys at school, except for Eric. Um, everybody, they were just like, what is going on? The, the bowling alley. The bowling everyone alley. Everyone but everyone. Eric. Everyone but Eric. That's right. Eric is the only nice guy other than Mr. Miyagi and his friends. So, and it's just like. He's the only whoa. nice white guy. No, nice white guy. That's right. Yeah. And it's just like, man. What a town of jerks. <laughs> what a, no wonder she's always grumpy. Yeah. Everyone she's around is just so grumpy. Can I talk about the bowling? Scene? Yeah, tell you us should. about the bowling. So the monks are in, come into town, so they go on a night on the town with Mr. Miyagi. And so, of course, bowling is what you would do. Mm-hmm. So they go, and then there's a guy. His name is Larry because his shirt has his name on it. <laughs> it's and a bowling shirt. It's, got it's a, a league shirt. He's yeah. got a league shirt, and <laughs> one of the monks picks up his ball, and he kind of freaks out on him yeah and then the guy's like sorry i don't speak english and he's like don't talk don't breathe you're bugging me you know and yeah. then it's like you do not touch this and then mr oh. miyagi is like well let's have a wager or whatever yeah so it's like a dollar a point and so then the monks are zen bowling where they go up <laughs> they even call it that and they kind bowling. of like the the bowling equivalent of the granny shot mm-hmm. right right down yeah. the middle with and their eyes closed eyes closed and they stand there in a kind of praying position yeah and they get a strike. And the best was like the super old man monk. He rolls it and goes down the gutter for three quarters of the lane, pops out of the gutter, and, and gets, gets a strike. strike. <laughs> and then Larry, the clearly experienced bowler, he gutters everything. He yeah, or he, he gets like two pins. Yeah, he, yeah. he gets yeah, like a 710 split or something. And, and then they have him blindfold. And like, so, yeah, that was a good, like, kind of redemption kind of thing where he decides. I'm going to learn from them, right? Yeah. And so he gets goes back, cuts back. It's a cutscene back to them bowling. He's got like a blindfold on and he Zen bowls and gets a strike and yeah. everyone's happy. And, and like, it's funny because during the Zen bowling, like the rest of the bowling alley is now like cheering for right. the monks yeah. to, to beat the other team. And <laughs> I was thinking maybe did, did Bodai imbi- like uh, inhabit the spirit of Bodai and have the some, bowling balls? Yeah, like I mean, that jump, star. That is how, right? Yeah. 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 Solar Babies crossover. Maybe they're not <laughs> Buddhist monks, but they're Bodai monks. Bodai monks. I feel like every movie we watch, we keep seeing references to other, other movies, movies we've yeah. seen yeah. and reviewed, and they're just random connections. All bad but movies they, have something in common. <laughs> people that have this affinity for these giant birds, you know, or I don't know, <laughs> you know, Julie for this hawk, or Dark Star for. Yeah. Was it was it an owl? Was, and his owl gets I killed. Think it was an yeah. owl. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, you know there were a lot of people as far as the production goes who who are experienced here. I mean we talked about Bill Conti did the music. The director Christopher Kane uh, has a lot of credits. Um, the one that I recognize most was Young Guns from 1988. Right. Um, Jerry Weintraub was the producer. He's produced tons of things uh the oceans 11 films and all of the karate kids Hmm. um the one that stuck out stood out the most to me was the production designer you know i'm always interested in the production design and everything which i thought the production design on this was fine uh other than like her costume was weird all the time her midriff right she literally had one shirt right 
Well, two shirts. She had, and both of them were midriff Mid- shirts. Yeah. Well, Miyagi had one outfit. Yeah, until he they did. went to the monastery. Until the very end. Yeah, until they went to the monastery yeah. and he had another one. <laughs> so the the production designer on this, his name is Walter P. Uh, Martitius. He uh, has he has done a lot of films, and they are all the Barbie animated. <laughs> films he's the production designer on all of the barbie animated films <laughs> that explains the hey, house. production designers in animation do just what the production designers in okay. everything else do okay. they he has to design the worlds and the costumes or at least oversee all of that <laughs> but... actually that makes her well if he had anything to do with the costuming that makes sense for her <laughs> right. right. They were, you know, she was karate Barbie. Is that what you're saying? We need to be a little forgiving because yeah. this movie came out in 1994, and the fashions and the styles were a little we're bit different good. back then. Maybe, her bangs. Maybe they were, didn't hold yes. up as well as yeah. we thought that they were at the time. <laughs> right. They were uh, probably fine at the time. Yeah. Right. For for what we're it just is. Looking this, at it. This is not a big budget movie. No, no, no. This is it, the production design. Actually, was was fine in this. Nothing atrocious. Certainly no... I mean, there were special effects. The locations were great. I did think the cinematography was very strong, Mm -hmm. uh, considering... I think the biggest thing, honestly, it was just a stupid story. It didn't make any sense. Almost no karate. The The conflict was all shoehorned in. Well, and to be perfectly honest, the the first... Especially the very first Karate Kid movie was a really well-written... Those characters were well-developed. And uh, there were good, strong motivations... But it's hard to just shoehorn that, that yeah. with Mr. Yeah. Miyagi and reuse it over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. this is this is the third sequel, right? right. So it's kind of like, what new thing can we do? And there's, you know, well, I guess we can cast a girl and we'll put him in Boston and I don't know, we'll take him to a Booz's monastery and <laughs> I know we could do bowling and uh, we'll have a dance yeah. scene and I know we'll have a conclusion at the docks. We won't even have a you know they just this story yeah. is just kind of like what yeah. what else could we do that's different that's really the, <laughs> the other one's right always... sweeping the leg it's let's murder him yes yeah, right. and finish yeah. him off finish the other him ones off. had like a progression you were right. moving towards something yeah. right daniel was getting bullied he, and he's like what if i win the tournament or at least a yeah. competitive in the tournament or we're in japan like uh sato's nephew yeah. what's his name um, i don't i don't remember Probably Darstar. Well, my my <laughs> understanding, <laughs> he, he kidnaps the girl or whatever and makes Daniel fight him. There's a there's a reason. There's a yeah. driving force. Yeah. The third one, they got to climb down the mountain to find that that hidden beloved bonsai bonsai tree. But this one, there was no reason. Like I could see Miyagi helping her overcome her anger yeah. through the discipline and the self reflection that karate would give her. Mm-hmm. Which in some ways would be a great story, but there was really nowhere for it to go. Was... So, I mean, even one of the, like, the, one of his tenets, which was, I try not to fight, right? I always look for a way to not fight. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when they fight, he's like, you don't want to fight. And she says, I have to fight in order to... uh feel good about myself and he says you're right you need to fight well and, and it's even like eric wait, is wait. like the only one making sense like no do not fight five dudes right and this weird commando pe teacher like right. although i gotta say when that happened it, i hearkened back to daniel in the karate tournament yeah where miyagi's like you don't have to prove anything yeah right, you, right you're right. done and he's like i'll never find balance yeah if i don't do this mm-hmm. and that's and he, probably why and he, he convinced and, and miyagi's like you're right yeah i felt it was a much weaker argument in oh, this yeah, one yeah. but like it made sense in the first one where daniel's like look these guys are never going to leave me alone if i don't stand up to him so it's almost like when raiden told johnny cage told you, do not you, you are always everything. run into a fight yeah. do not pick a fight yeah. i've taught you everything so I remember teach you no more know. remember in the first karate kid when daniel larusso he, his leg gets messed up yep yeah and and what does mr miyagi do he, he slaps his hands <laughs> and he starts doing the magic rub and he yeah. does the rub thing and what how, where, what happens in this movie with with that he talks up the bird. He encourages the bird. <laughs> he takes the bird's band-aid off. <laughs> I, I almost thought he was going to slap his hands. I, he totally should yeah. have. It was I, yeah. we, we were like feeling for that. Yeah. But again, this movie doesn't really harken back to those original nope. 
tropes or the tr uh, things that we, we know from the original ones. It, there's this kind of echo where you are expecting it, but it doesn't really happen. never pays well, and off. Even, even when they do, you know, he's he says stuff uh, like, uh, wax on, wax off. She's no, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, okay. Yeah, he's like, okay, go babysitting. We, we see Mr. Miyagi <laughs> waxing his own right. truck. Yeah. And she never, she kind of does it for like a moment later on, yeah. at like part of a door. But she never really, she well, doesn't have those moments. And he never him, really like, teaches her. Yeah. Right? I mean, no. honestly, she it, does, he it, it, the, the fighting, I mean, that was one of the great things about the first Karate Kid movies was he doesn't know he's being trained. Right. Until yeah. at the end, and he's like, show me paint the fence. Show me this. He's, yeah. oh, Mr. Miyagi's He taught me this he's whole so time. He's so good. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm mentally more balanced, and I actually know karate now, where she, like, the first time she starts doing karate is entirely on her own. Right. He hasn't taught her anything yet. Because she she's already like doing knew her it. weird yeah, karate she's doing stuff the and, and doing all this stuff. And then Mr. Miyagi has those punch gloves on. Yeah, right. And so it goes straight into traditional well, kind of like fight training as he, opposed to he puts a blindfold on her and she kind of avoids these sandbags sandbags in the in there. the barn you yeah. know it's it's complete opposite what uh yeah Daniel it's like, it, yeah it's there. like they took the the core of it and ripped the soul out of it right yeah. yeah all the things that made the first few special right yeah you know one of the things that they never brought around too is at the very beginning she's like train me mm-hmm. he's like okay you then you have homework. to do a math paper and in a history paper, right? I was so about you to think, bring that up. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a lesson in. There is never a comeback to that. Never. She a comeback has to, to pay that. him by doing her homework that yeah. she hasn't been doing. And yeah, we yeah. never see her succeed in school. We Actually, never she see gets suspended and gets to go That's on a two-week <laughs> vacation. <laughs> Did they say before that conversation that she was struggling with her grades? He said something to her because she said she kept saying, "I know where I'm going." It's something arguing with her grandmother. Yeah. And okay. math won't take me there. That math never, won't take me. That yeah. never comes back. And no. she's, we never even see her in a classroom learning. Right. Well, and it's weird because anything. she can't stay away from that school, but she has no interest in going to class. Right. And even when she's there, she's like hiding out in like the agricultural building right. or something or like entirely the, by herself. Or on the roof. Yeah. yeah. Or in the girl's bathroom. Yeah. She deserves to be suspended. She's a horrible person at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Well, the whole time I was like, Ironside's character needs to be in jail. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, from the beginning. Literally, he's punching, he's punching kids. punching kids yeah. on school grounds. Yeah. The kids should be Even in, in the too. 90s, that was not okay. Right. Well, that was my favorite. Is So he has a sparring match with them, and he wants Eric to to fight with him. And Eric's like, I don't want you to, you know, I'm not going to be the guy you beat up to feed your Just ego. Just to show yeah. how tough you are. And then he, he proceeds to do that. Beats him up, and then Eric gets him with the sucker punch, and then Ironsides is like, "Oh, I think you're feeling tough now, huh?" And it beats was just, him up, yeah. And it was just like, but, but that's the funny thing is Ironside has been sucker punching a bunch of high schooler kids. Yeah. Like that's the lesson he's teaching them for the past ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was like, look in the mirror, pal. <laughs> you should be right. talking to yourself. Well, ultimately, I think this is kind of a, a special movie. I, I, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> to, to all of you guys, is this an extraordinary movie or is this an extraordinarily bad movie? Is this just bad? I think it's bad. Yeah. So I think I have mixed feelings about this because I did have fun watching it with you guys. And I think yeah. that it would be fun watching it with friends. So in that way, I think that it's exceptionally bad. But, or it's exceptional right but the fact that it's part of the karate kid thing makes it bad to me and it's like if it didn't have the connection to karate kid i might just think hey this is a great fun movie to watch but instead it's kind of offends me yeah. <laughs> here's how i it defends my nostalgia <clears throat> here's how i put it is watching lord of the rings yes which is a master class in filmmaking uh-huh. and then watching the animated hobbit <laughs> which is just terrifying and right. gives you nightmares. Yeah. That's what I would say. Like, yeah, it's the same universe, but one is clearly far superior to the, the other. I don't know. Oh. I, I still think my vote would be it's exceptionally bad. Just barely. Okay. So you'd watch it. You'd I'd, re- I'd watch. I'd recommend I'd watching it recommend. Uh, with friends. Yes. Once. So 
If you're into no, um, <laughs> if you're into monks, if you're dancing into to adults the punching children. Yeah, and Buddhist monks buttons. dancing to the cranberries. Yeah. No, um, so this is a tough one for me because I'm leaning towards bad. Yeah, but my love of Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, and and the franchise in general, it softens me to it. I mean, I I didn't mention this earlier and started bringing it in right at the end, but. It was the Karate Kid that is where I learned that there were like internment camps. Because you know how oh, yeah. Mr. Miyagi oh, right. was away at war and his <laughs> wife and child died at the internment camp. And I was, as an adult, I'm like, that was kind of brave for them to put in that movie. Yeah. And um, the very first line in this film. Yeah. Yeah, very first line. It's Because it, it, it must have been like a Japanese-American company, uh, re- company yeah. of soldiers. And, they, and it was like right in the opening salvo of this movie talks about that. Yeah, we were all put in internment camps, but yeah. 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 Anyway. And so I, 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 I kind of, I think I got to lean with Brant in that it's bad. I had a really good time watching it. I have a lot of nostalgia for the show. I really wish um, that if, if Pat Morita were still alive, that he'd be in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Um, mm. It was, but yeah, I, I got I to gotta go with that on on this one i really uh had recently watched this movie for the first time maybe three months ago Mm -hmm. four months ago and i really thought this was a mediocre movie but when i watched it with all you guys and how much we were laughing and enjoying it and i actually wanted to see it again Mm -hmm. to see how you guys were going to react to certain things i really enjoyed that (laughs) uh i would I have to lean on exceptionally bad because yep. this was kind of fun. Yeah. Even though it's not great, it's it's exceptionally bad. Yeah. All right, Danny, you're gonna have to break the break, break the, the tie, tie here for us. <laughs> no I was gonna pressure. say I don't want part of this fight. It's better not to fight as Mr. Mon- but if you fight, you gotta win. Right. Close your eyes. So yeah. I'll close Focus, my eyes. Focus. Open yeah. your senses. Just roll the bowling ball. Right. You'll get a strike. <laughs> Bracken actually put me over the edge with that. Um, reasoning because you're right like it's just a bad movie I wouldn't it would be a waste of time to watch it by myself mm-hmm. but it was really fun watching it together and it was fun that we knew the Karate Kid movies and so while it is offensive in some ways um, you kind of need to watch it almost yeah. to appreciate the badness and we laugh well we laugh parts that were related to the other ones and parts yeah. that weren't so I would I would also vote for exceptionally bad because of that it would be fun to watch with my buddies and laugh at it. Yep. Branch. I mean really this isn't a painful movie to watch. No. Is We've it? brought shame on our dojo. <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> must we do the honorable thing? Bring it back to you for a baby. <laughs> you must only, do. Only one the honorable, honorable thing. thing you we can do, do the honorable thing. <laughs> karate waltz our way out of the room. <laughs> Well, we appreciate the feedback. We love hearing from you from our email. Um, you can reach us at theguysatexceptionaliva.com. And you yeah. can also listen uh, to any of our episodes on exceptionallybad.com. That's right. That's it. Okay. See ya. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?